Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Now I have recorded just a little new intro to this to explain, just in case you're brand new. We are now streaming the Wednesday shows live over at youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules. So if anything feels a little bit weird or like I'm talking to people, it's because I am. And what is basically going to happen is we're just going to segue into that chat in but a few seconds time. But I realized once again, I forgot to say this. If you had your name ran uh, read out to win one of the pro, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling games, what is going on with my voice? If you won Fire Pro Wrestling last week, don't tweet me. It doesn't work, I figured out. I need you to email me. Uh, my email is in the bio on my Twitter. Send me an email. Uh, we can exchange uh, addresses, and I will get that out to you as soon as I have heard. Anyway, let's get on with it. Obviously, this has been quite a difficult week for a wrestling fan. Uh, we're going to talk about Roman Reigns. This is it. Thanks very much. I don't understand what else we could have talked about to start this week's uh, this week's podcast because it's one of those things in wrestling that I feel transcends wrestling because it does trans- transcend wrestling. You know, it's not talking about a storyline. It's not talking about I don't know uh, even another injury. Right? Let's say Roman Reigns had I don't know pulled his groin. <laughs> Or whatever, he tore his tricep, and you can pick up, you can pick one anything you want. It's still sad, and we would still talk about it, and there'd still be a discussion. The point being is, the title of this video, if Roman Reigns had got injured, would have still been focused on on Roman Reigns. The fact that, again, if you don't know, maybe you just into these podcasts. I don't know. I mean, it's done worldwide news, so I imagine you did. But yes, Roman Reigns came out at the start and raw and told us that not only is he not only was he diagnosed with leukemia when he was 22 years old, just like 11 years ago, it's now come back. And there was a, and I've done a few videos for What Culture, again, obviously ups and downs, and I did a specific why video on it. And the reason I wanted to start the podcast off with this is I want to get this out of the way, and then we can talk about it and, and get into the nitty gritty. But a lot of people have said, oh, we shouldn't be making videos about this, and we shouldn't be talking about this, or it's, it's unfair. I mean, I, I disagree more. I, I couldn't disagree more. Like, as somebody who has a pro wrestling podcast and pro wrestling videos and such, I think if for me to just ignore it would make me the worst human being in the world. Imagine I'd done a why video for what culture, and again, this is the one I use, just because it's topical, why WWE shouldn't uh, go to Saudi Arabia for crown jewel. I mean, it's an important issue. Absolutely, it's an important issue. But given that news, morally and personally, I, I say with the podcast right now, I think everything should be focused around Roman Reigns right now because, you know, Joanna Hawaii, the real human being, Uh, I'm just looking at it from my point of view. I imagine appreciates all the support he's getting right now. Also, when a community comes together uh, to try and overcome a tragedy, I think that, I don't want to say a tragedy, that's not fair. That's, you know, that's, it was a tragic event that hopefully has a wonderful ending. Um, But I think there's something in that. And I don't see how I could do any kind of audio or video about wrestling without talking about this. Because, you know, again, let's say he had pulled his tricep and he's going to be out for six months. That's still news. That's still interesting. What does it mean for The Shield? What does it mean for Seth Rollins? What does it mean for Roman, uh, Dean Ambrose? You know, does he, is he out of WrestleMania and so on and so forth? But this isn't just that. You know, this is, this is a guy who 
Um, it would suck if it was anybody. You know, again, I don't want anyone to have any kind of disease, no matter who they are, even the terrible people of the world. I don't want them to have a disease because I'm not a psychopath. But this wasn't, this was the top guy, right? This was Roman Reigns, the guy that we talk about every single week and has become this incredible wrestling persona that has, I wouldn't even say divided people down the middle, you know, just, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it. It's almost, uh, it's almost too awful <laughs> because it is the top guy, right? Again, they said it perfectly on Raw where they said, um, it's like losing your star quarterback or your star striker. That does add more weight to it. I mean, it would suck if it was anybody. Of course it was. We don't want anyone think, we don't, I don't want to happen to anybody. But the fact it was Roman Reigns, of all people, I think did give it an extra, a bit of an extra, uh, for me anyway, a bit of an impact. Because you just can't believe I still can't quite believe it. And I hate talking like this in one way, because I don't know Roman Reigns. And the one thing I always like to try and tread carefully around when talking about celebrity uh, well, celebrity stuff like this is I don't want to take anything away from the people that do know Roman Reigns, from his friends, to his family, because they're the people that are going to be going through the hardest the most. I'm just some guy in the UK that watches wrestling. However, completely transparently, it really did knock me off my feet when I read it. Like I woke up and I set my alarm for six on, you know, on, on Raw days because... I um you know I got to watch Raw obviously and thing and I went on Twitter and the, I went on the moments thing and it said you know Roman Reigns tells tells the world he's got cancer I literally said out loud what the you know flip I didn't say that it was just it was startling and I still find myself catching myself being startled about it and I understand I sound over the top and I sound a bit you know you know hype, the hyperbole is too much and you're right it is stupid but it's just one of those things that you never ever would have expected in a million years uh just gonna jump into the comments right now because lovely michael mclean thank you michael has put some money in the super chat always put a smile on my face when people do that and that's the idea we will answer some questions at the end uh but if you do that i'll always make sure i answer your questions i just really appreciate it again all my stuff just this is a terrible time to do it but just to explain all this stuff is supported by stuff like super chat and patreon.com for the summary 316 that's how i'm able to do this stuff anyway michael mclean said god uh, god bless to roman reigns i feel like you've always been fair to roman way more than your peers creak up the great work much love from buffalo new york well michael that is very kind um and we're going to talk about that point in a minute as well and it also blows my mind that you're from buffalo new york and you're watching me that's awesome so thank you michael i really appreciate that and to take your point and talk about it um i like roman reigns a lot i've said that uh, you know you can go find evidence of it and that's kind of become this bizarre this bizarre uh, uh, back and back and forth now, where for some reason people feel the need to say, "Well, I never liked Roman Reigns, but good luck to Joanna White. Who cares? Like, who cares about what you thought of the character of Roman Reigns right now? You know, I don't see why that that kind of ties in. So I'm just going to go close some stuff down because my stream's gone a bit weird. So I will I will close down these. Um, yeah, I mean, who cares if you liked Roman Reigns the character or not? That doesn't tie into this. Like, you can still think. And this sounds like I'm having a go at Michael. I don't mean like that at all. I mean, just in general, the comments that I'd seen. Why do you even need to put that before you think? It's irrelevant. Wrestling is irrelevant. And I've always said this too. Wrestling is there to enjoy and to have fun. That's why sometimes it is good to just pull back a little bit and go, well, yeah, that wasn't great or that kind of stuff. But I'll just enjoy it for what it is. Especially when... It doesn't mean you can't be critical of people. That's silly. Some people enjoy being critical and you should. But I don't see why we have to bookend this thing with, well, I didn't like the character, but it's just, it's just a character, it's a fake person on television, like, who cares? Um, but anyway, I really do appreciate that, Michael, and um, yeah, I agree, I just think right now it's, it's, it's just nuts, and I stumbled over my words, I did a Y video yesterday about this, and I kind of stumbled over my words then too, and it was for the same reason, and it was just like, I don't really know... It just blows my brain that this has happened. But anyway, look, I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I, this is a terrible, 
you know, but I don't, it, it's not over is my point. I'm trying to pick my words carefully. It's not over by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, he got over it once. Uh, I'm going to keep everything crossed and keep him in my thoughts so he gets over it again. Uh, I hope that he does, of course. Who wouldn't? You'd have to be crazy not to. And if he comes back to wrestling, great. If he doesn't, great. Whatever he wants to do is, you know, is up to Roman Reigns. But I did think we had to start this podcast talking about it because I don't, I just, I, I, well, look, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else and I never want to speak for anybody else. But on my end, it is absolutely something that I wanted, uh, I wanted to do. I don't. Um, I, I can't. I can't talk about wrestling. We are going to talk about wrestling because, again, wrestling is there is there to to be entertained, uh, entertain you. So you should always let that entertainment continue. Otherwise, we'd go crazy, right? Every time we watch the news, we'd be like, "What's the point of even getting be- out of bed in the morning?" But no, as a you know, as somebody that commentates on, on wrestling, there was no way I wasn't going to do videos and podcasts and just start every single one off by saying it absolutely sucks. To me, it is one of those seminal moments in wrestling that hits you harder uh, th- th- than others. I'm not going to go through them because that just creates a debate in itself. But you know what I'm talking about. When tragic events have happened in wrestling that kind of leave you a bit stunned. And you're like, how the hell, you know, how on earth did that even happen to begin with? But, you know, I don't want, uh, again, I'm being very negative here, which I don't mean to be. I'm st- but it's still, I want to talk about it, I still shake my head like, what? <laughs> What I think, I think if nothing else as well. I don't want to get too off topic here, but I think it's kind of a reflection on our own mortality as well, right? When you see someone like Roman Reign, who is the, you know, the the picture of health, and you find out that not only has he battled it once, but he's going through it again. I think that, that that does kind of make you look a bit internal and go, "Wow, we really should try and enjoy every day." But I don't want to get into my musings. They're on my YouTube channel as well. You can go and watch them. Uh, thank you again to Michael for the nice message, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, but yes, it sucks. But good, as the title says, best best wishes to Roman Reigns. Um, I, I really, I really do hope that whatever his future has in store for him, that it's a positive one, a good one, and that we can all get back to just saying, "Ah, Roman Reigns, what a piece of crap," <laughs> as we were doing, as we were doing up to this point. And I, I will say, I do think all the. I always call it a science. If you listen to the podcast a lot, you know, I call it the Roman Reigns science experiment because it's so crazy to see a character that was getting so uh, viciously booed by the crowd, but the WWE backstage people ignoring it. Um, for that, for this to happen to that character, I mean, it's it's uh, it's just sometimes, I mean, of all the things as well when it comes to professional, professional wrestling, sometimes, you know, reality is a lot stranger than fiction. And this is one of the, the, the strangest things I think it's happened. I think it's happened for a while. Anyway, there's not much else we can say about it. It's been. I don't want to take up the whole podcast talking about it, but again, I wanted to put it in the title and I wanted to put it at the start, not because I'm going after clicks or not because I'm going after money, which, <coughs> excuse me, a few people have said, but because morally speaking and personally speaking, if somebody who, again, even though it's detached a thousand times over, uh, you know, enters my sphere of influence in my life once a week and is the star of the show that I watch and, and the brand of sports entertainment that I enjoy watching, there's no way that I'm not going to talk about it. And if people can't understand that that is absolutely cool, that's your opinions, I always go with my gut and I always go with my instincts and I always go with what feels right to me uh, and this is what feels right to me. And we will now segue into the other thing that we do need to talk about because, again, it's polarizing as well, which is, of course, at the end of Raw, Dean Ambrose turned heel on Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't know any of the facts. I don't, I don't have any insider knowledge. I only go by what people talk about. And the murmurings are that apparently this wasn't going to happen until um, 
Survivor Series. That was the plan. But maybe, apparently, allegedly, I don't know, they brought it forward because of what happened with Roman Reigns. Because I'm, again, allegedly, speculatively, with all these words that I keep saying to protect myself, because I would assume somebody backstage said, well, look, well, this is happening. We will get a bigger impact out of this if we do it on at the end of the show. Now, I'm going to do a video for What Culture about this going into the kind of both sides, but I will talk about it here as well, because I actually find this quite difficult to talk about as well, because I understand both sides. On one side... You have, WWE shouldn't have done this. Much like having that Kane and Undertaker skit when they were surrounded by graves. I mean, not the most intelligent thing. Not the most subtle thing in the world. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people said it's a bit distasteful to turn Dean Ambrose heel to try and benefit off something that is incredibly real and incredibly hard-hitting like that. I mean, I can think of a few other promos. I call it a promo. It's a bit disparaging. But I can think of a few other elements in wrestling like that that has hit me as hard as, as Roman Reigns's. Uh, even when Daniel Bryan retired, that was horrendous. And it, it was just like, this is a horrible thing to see. But I guess because we are dealing with life and death when it talks to Roman Reigns, it kind of you know smashes you a little bit more. But, yeah, so, so you know, did WWE take advantage of that, I guess, is the question that I'm asking here. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what the plan was or what the plan is. Uh, but the other side of the fence, this is what I want to talk about. And I think this is kind of the way I lean as well. But this is more of a, we are going way into much into my musings here. But hey, it all ties in. This is kind of how I see the world. I am not Dean Ambrose, if you don't know. I am not Seth Rollins and I am not Roman Reigns. Uh, in, case, in, in case you tuned in and you were like, wait a minute. But if those three got together with management... And everybody said that they didn't mind, specifically Roman Reigns. If he says, I don't mind, man, use it, then I, I don't have a problem with it. And it's not even that I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a non-problem with it e either. That doesn't make sense. My point is I just float around in the middle going, if they've all agreed to do that, and Roman Reigns, who is about to go through all of this stuff, is cool with it, who am I <laughs> to judge him? I don't think I am. So this is why it's a really hard thing to talk about in terms of... It's really hard. It's one of these strange situations where it's really hard to talk about in context because it's the context that makes it so difficult to talk about. When actually you just throw out the context and go, Dean Ambrose turned heel, that's really easy. And we are going to do that in a minute. But again, we've got to talk about the context first. So, I mean, you know, some, Rob in the comments just said, WWE absolutely did take advantage of it, but I think it was in a tasteful way. Um, and I kind of know what uh, what you're saying, but I know other people are saying they took advantage in a in a distasteful way, and I get that too. And so it's a really difficult, it's a really hotbed uh, situation. Uh, but again, I, I'm kind of being a politician here and sitting on the fence, which I know makes me an asshole. But it really is that it really is a case of well, it's not for me to make that decision. I'm not involved. I'm just a fan. I can look at it and have an opinion. But I don't feel overly passionate about it either way because I think the situation is so crazy and it's so intense that I don't feel like I'm allowed an opinion almost. I feel like I should just sit back and shrug and go, okay. But I do understand uh, both things. Uh, Ryan Evermy as well uh, dropped some money in the super chat. Thanks so much. Who did ask, will this make Dean into a super heel like Tommaso Ciampa? Do you know what? I think given the crowd response and how much people were swearing him, and if you saw the social media video that was doing the rounds on Twitter and stuff afterwards when he was walking through the arena because he went out through the crowd, again, talking, taking morals and all of that stuff and just throwing them over there, throwing them away, it will probably work. That's a terrible thing for me to say, but hopefully you know where I'm coming from. Yes, it will probably work and it probably will turn Dean Ambrose into an even bigger heel 
than if they had done it at Survivor Series. But then you have to start asking yourself what is wrestling and what is taste and what is not taste. We're not going to do that today because it's only an hour show. <laughs> I don't think we've got the time. But thank you, Ryan. I, I appreciate the question. And I appreciate you supporting the show as well. Uh, right, so let's just talk about the, the let's talk about the turn as as it was without the context of everything else. I thought it was really really well done. I thought Dean Ambrose came across like an absolute superstar. I mean, he is. I, I always say this when I talk about Dean Ambrose. Go back and watch. I think it was the WWE 2K17 or 16 commercial, which everyone had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, and Dean Ambrose has a tiny part in that commercial. I'm being a bit over the again over the top here, but. He's really good in it. He doesn't have a big part, but he's really good in it the way he's holding himself, his mannerisms, his facials. He doesn't seem awkward. He doesn't seem out of out of place. He, he just fits into it. And other people, when you're watching, you're like, well, that looks a bit silly. I just think he's quite a good actor. And I think he gets his character. And I think he understands what he needed to do to get that over. And the best bit was, it was this was the first time this whole lunatic fringe nonsense actually made sense. I could completely believe in that section, in that scenario, that Dean Ambrose was in an, trapped in this internal monologue within himself where he didn't know what to do. Because he attacked, after they win the tag team titles, he attacks Seth Rollins, gives him the dirty deeds, and then he seems pained, and he seems almost regretful about what he does. Uh, and Seth Rollins played it brilliantly as well. Let's not let's not forget about him. You know, he kind of looked at him, reached out a hand, and it's okay. Almost like he was saying, I completely understand, don't worry about it. But that just enraged Dean even more, beats the crap out of him, goes outside, lifts up the mats, gives him a dirty deeds on the on the floor, and he walks off. Potentially we have a new super heel on our hands. You're right. Um uh, I've forgotten your name. I'm an asshole. Ryan, I was gonna say Ryan, I should have gone with it. You're right, Ryan. I do think that could happen. I mean, it depends how other crowds react to it as we go, but it certainly was a very well done turn. The other stuff helps, quote unquote, if you're not watching it live. I mean, helps is a terrible word. But it does, it gives you that sense of reality for you to tap into. And now we, if, we, if we're going into Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose with these two dynamics, because before they got back together, The Shield, I thought Seth Rollins had real momentum as a face. I thought he... You know, especially because he was the Intercontinental Champion, he was having good matches, he was doing all his cool moves. I was like, okay, th yes, this is, you know, th 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 we're onto something here. And I think, I, I do totally believe this. I think the Shield upended that a little bit. I think it stole something away, as it would. Because when three people come together, you can no longer have the spotlight on yourself. And I think that's what Seth needed, especially because he, he was the IC champ. However, if we're going to spin out of this now, I think this makes Seth, uh, Seth Rollins more of a face, and I think it makes Dean Ambrose more of a heel. And I think the, the chemistry they have, even if you watch them back in FCW, they work really well together. And if we can piece this together, uh, you know, superbly week after week, and maybe even take it all the way through to WrestleMania, which is what I'd want to see. Secretly, I want that to main event WrestleMania 35 for the Universal Championship, but I'm crazy then I actually think this will be awesome. Now, does that mean I want them to tie into the Roman Reigns stuff every single week? No, then my opinion will change. I'm hoping this was... Well, I say that, but again, if Roman's fine with it, then it's not for me to comment on. But personally, as a fan, I wouldn't want them to do that. I think it will sour the feud, and I don't think they need it. I think they can make it work without all of that. Uh, with that said, though, I like the turn. I'm glad the shield is done. I'm glad the dogs of war are over with. I feel like that feud was was done and dusted. And I like the directions that we're going. Obviously, Roman Reigns has gone home to get better. And again, all the best wishes in the world to that man. Just wife and kid. Anyway. Uh, but that means at Crown Jewel, which we also have to talk about at some point, but at Crown Jewel, we are going to get Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. And really, to me, that can only go one of two ways. Either Braun wins... Because I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to win. Or we hold up the title somehow. And I know I if you watched Raw Ups and Downs, I said 10-year anniversary. I'm an idiot, all right? It was quite hard this week. Um, 20-year anniversary of Survivor Series 1998. 
when they uh, when they did do um, what do you call it the the big tournament the deadly game tournament I think that'd be a nice 20 year anniversary the only thing is I don't think they like tournaments and WWE that is and as they're about to do the World Cup tournament I think it seems unlikely but that would be cool however I do think the, the way the, the, the way of the lay of the land at the moment is actually all right so Braun Strowman wins the Universal title. He can go into a feud with Drew McIntyre. That was the other big story on Raw. Drew McIntyre uh, and Dolph Ziggler are still together, but Braun is out the picture. I think Drew is ready for a main event run. I think he's awesome. I don't think we need to wait around anything. It's not like he's a work in progress. So that can be a Universal title feud. That works. You've got Dean and Seth on the undercard. Undercard's not fair, but you know what I mean. For the IC Championship, I would presume maybe you can switch those belts at one point as well. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The Tag Team Championship becomes interesting. Obviously, that got lost in the shuffle because while it was a nice moment when uh, Dean and Seth won the won the World Tag Team Championship, it kind of you know, it was, it was nothing compared to every, everything else else happened on the show. Was like this is amazing. Do, do, do they have to try and team together? Are we going to get to next week and Seth Rollins forgives? Dean Ambrose, I mean, that seems a bit silly, but I don't really I don't really see what we're going to do with that. I mean, we've had it before. I remember, was it Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels were tag team champions? Maybe? No, that doesn't sound right. My point is, we've seen people feuding before who are also the tag team champions. Maybe that's how you week it through to WrestleMania. Maybe you want to hold off their singles match for a little bit, and now we can spend the rest of the year sorting out the tag team and IC championship and the Universal, and I don't know. But it's interesting, the lay of the land. That's a terrible word to use, given what we've been through. But right now, where all the pieces are in the puzzle, it's certainly intriguing. And it, it certainly makes me want to see what's going to happen on Raw uh, on Raw next week. But I don't know. It, it, it's been a crazy... I mean, we'll talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about Crown Jewel first, actually, because that ties in. No, we won't. We'll talk about Evolution first, because that's happening on Sunday. We will do some predictions uh, in a second. I'll get the card up on my computer, and we'll, and we'll go through it. But obviously, this was the go-home show for that. I liked everything we did with Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella. I think they've made that program work. Over on SmackDown, I love the fact that Charlotte and Becky Lynch are allowed to have some creativity. It's not just promo ring-ring backstage segment, whatever, they actually went to the Performance Center this week. And I think WWE would actually benefit uh, doing that more. You know, just coming up with these just little skits here and there that aren't necessarily in the arena. It's just nice for the eyes to be in a different environment anyway. You know, given that it was a go-home show, Raw and SmackDown, that is, for Evolution, I thought we probably could have shone a bigger light onto it. It certainly did feel like... It didn't feel like a go-home show for a non-women's pay-per-view, and that is bad. I think we could have hammed it up a little bit more. However, like I say, Ronda, Nikki, great. Becky, Charlotte, great. Um, the, the, if you go through the card, I think the card is really good. We'll do in a sec, as I say. But the Battle Royal seems a little bit messy to me. I understand it's there to try and get everybody on the show, but the SmackDown stuff felt a little bit... Yeah. Um, and I can't even remember. Oh, we had all the stuff with Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and the Riot Squad. Again, it was okay. It was fine. Like It's, not, it's, it's certainly not a terrible thing, but... I don't. Um, I, I I I felt a little bit disconnected, given the fact we have a pay per view in four days' time, or whatever it is. It didn't feel like that usual build. I mean, if anything, on SmackDown, we probably should have moved that Charlotte and Becky stuff to the end of the show. I understand why we did it on didn't do it on Raw because had this big angle that you wanted to play out. Okay, and nothing could have topped that anyway. As soon as Ambrose had done that, the fans were going to check out. But given that it was Randy Orton versus who the hell did he fight? Jeff Hardy, thank you, Brain. At the end of SmackDown in the main event, I think we could have moved that and the sh- meh, whatever. Maybe they didn't want to end with an angle. But yeah, look, I think it, I think let's just do it now. Let's just <laughs> let's just go through. Uh, there'll be spoilers in this, by the way, of course, uh, if you are watching live. 
because some of it is going to be taken care of of NXT and NXT UK, um, which airs later today. So maybe just go away. We're not, we're not going to go through it long. Maybe five, ten minutes. So yeah, run away now if you don't want any spoilers. Um, but yeah, like I said, we've got Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. It all depends on where it's going to be on the card. Like if you want a proper predictions thing, or you want to come back and see it because you don't want spoilers, uh, my prediction will be going up on what culture as well, so you can get um, sort of my more in-depth musings there. You know, like I imagine Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia wins. I think it will open the show. Just seems to make sense to me. And you want the faces to win. You know, first big women's show. I, I wouldn't. Well, I, but I both am and aren't against the maybe going back to the Sasha Banks Bailey feud. I think it's crazy that we got an all women's pay per view and those two aren't fighting each other, given everything they did back in the day with NXT takeovers. But we're not there. I'll put my money behind Sasha Banks Bailey and Natalia. Women's Battle Royal. Amazingly, I've gone for Zelina Vega, <laughs> which I know sounds crazy, but to me, the whole point of the Battle Royal is to again. Let's pick someone that's clearly good, clearly got talent, and make them even bigger by having them win the first ever Women's Evolution Battle Royal. And Zelina Vega, to me, ticks all those boxes. Plus, if Andrade Cien Almas is ever allowed to come back on television, those two can big that up no end. And it kind of puts them on equal pegging with each other. It makes her more of a wrestler and less just of a manager, which I think is also important. And I like her name. So, yeah, I would go with that. I think that could be fun. And I do appreciate the fact that WWE wants to get as many women on this show as possible. That's why it exists. But I'm a bit worried it's going to be overbooked and messy. Um, but we will uh, we will see. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Zelina Vega because I'm, I'm that guy. Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Again, there's a big asterisk over this because the rumors at the moment are apparently Alexa Bliss isn't going to be cleared because she suffered a concussion. I don't know how true that is. That's just stuff that I read. It could be absolute nonsense. But it does change the dynamic. If Alicia Fox comes in, I think Trish Stratus and Lita take the victory because Alicia Fox doesn't really have much of a push or anything going on on Raw at the moment, so she can lose. It doesn't make a difference. Whereas Alexa Bliss, who they clearly are behind and has been women's champion, blah, 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 she can absolutely get so much from pinning Trish Stratus or Lita, even just by cheating. You can use that footage on Raw. She can still be using that footage till sort of late next year if you want. You know, I pin the great Trish Stratus or I beat the great Trish Stratus and Lita. So if she is in it, I would go for Alexa Bliss just because I think it makes a lot of sense. And Trish and Lita aren't hanging around, so they can lose. Uh, if not, I imagine uh, Alicia Fox probably gets pinned. Or Mickey James. You can pin Mickey James too. So that's not really much of a prediction, but it depends who's in the match. If Alexa Bliss is in, she will win with Mickey James, and if not, she will lose. That's how I see it. Uh, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm, uh, which is the 2018 May Young Classic Tournament final match. That may be a spoiler as well, but I did warn you about spoilers. I think that could be. Well, I think it will be really good. And I think the best thing about those two being allowed to be on a WWE pay-per-view is they'll probably get more people watching them with a bigger audience than they ever have done. And that helps WWE no end. Two, they're both really good. Uh, two, one, they're both really good. So if they do put on the kind of match that I expect them to, they will absolutely get you know uh, more of a buzz and more people talking about them. But also it helps NXT UK because Tony Storm is you know she's going to be featured quite highly on that. We've got an NXT. I think we've still got the NXT UK Women's Championship match. They haven't mentioned it for a while, but as far as I know, it is. So I'm going with it. I'd rather overbook than underbook. And if Rhea Ripley does beat um, uh, Isla Dawn on this match, which is the other one, I think she will because she only won it like a week ago. So she don't takes a belt off somebody in less than two weeks. Tony Storm can win the Mae Young Classic and then make her intentions known and say, I'm going after the NXT UK Women's Championship. And then you've put a big spotlight on NXT UK. Tony Storm's going to look great. You've built another match there. I, th- I do think it takes all the boxes. I don't think it helps Shirai- hurts a Shirai at all because she'll, she'll be fine. She can just go into NXT and keep doing her thing. Uh, so we've just done Rare Ripley. Kare Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. I think that could be brilliant. 
you know, in my world, I would have uh, Sane win and I'd move Shayna Baszler up to the main roster now. I don't think there's any point waiting to WrestleMania because she'll get lost in the shuffle. How many times have we seen that? I would have her start feuding with Ronda Rousey. And they're never going to do that at Mania, despite people wanting it. Do it now. I'd be all right with that. Maybe it's too early. That's just my gut. But uh, I would imagine Sane uh, retains. There's no point in her losing. Which brings us to the last two matches, which are the most, int- no, most intriguing, or most ones likely to throw curveballs. I mean, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Fair is a last woman standing match, which does give them an out if they do want Becky Lynch to lose the title, because it means Charlotte can do some crazy spot, you know, get up just on the count of 10, and it doesn't hurt Becky Lynch, because she basically got killed by this big maneuver, and she never got pinned or submitted. My issue with that is that Becky Lynch right now is having the run of her career. She's awesome. I'm really enjoying everything she does. I don't want her to lose. <laughs> I want her to be the champion. And also, I think her with the belt, there's something about that combo at the moment. Whereas if it went back onto Charlotte, I don't think it's not there. And I like Charlotte. I think she's great. I think she's one of the best women WWE's ever had. But right now, I don't think you take the belt off Lynch. So fingers crossed that she can, they can come up with something to, to keep it on her. And I think Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. I understand I'm not changing any championships on this thing. And now I've realized that it means I've gone wrong somewhere. But I don't think Ronda Rousey loses either. I mean, you could, I think you can argue that she may do because a heel Nikki Bella kind of needs that championship. Because if Ronda Rousey just beats her, what does she do the next night on Raw? And also, they always say the thrill is in the chase. I, I said this on my What Culture video. I don't necessarily believe that's true because I think Ronda Rousey's more of a dominant champion. But we'll see. I'll go with Ronda, but I'm not going to be overly surprised if Nikki Bella wins, even though I don't really like, I, I don't know. But she does have Brie outside, there's ways and means. That's the evolution card. Let's segue into WWE Crown Jewel. My word, did a lot happen with this. And this was the big news before Raw, right? And then Raw came along and obviously stole the headlines as it should have done. But the new rumblings are that John Cena and Daniel Bryan told WWE they won't work in Saudi Arabia, given all the stuff that's going out there. I'm not going to get into it because it's a whole podcast on itself, but just go on any website in the world that covers news and you'll be able to read about it. I don't blame them at all. I think if I was in that position... I would feel incredibly conflicted when you do start learning all the information. It's difficult, especially if it's going to be another propaganda show like the greatest Royal Rumble was. Yes, I don't know how anybody could go through it, or at least if they had to, felt like they had to, because I get it, you don't want to lose your job. Only a few people have the power to stand up to management, completely understand that. But it, it must be difficult, to say the least. But that was the rumor. Apparently, creative got told that John Cena is not going to be there, which I understand, right? I don't think you can argue that. Like, he, he is a wrestler, but... I guess you'd say 75% of him now is an actor. And that's just a PR disaster. I mean, not that the PR is the important thing here. But still, it's going to absolutely ruin him. So I understand why why that's the case. As for Daniel Bryan, I mean, Daniel Bryan, nicest guy ever, right? We all know that. Like, lovely man. Super vegan, don't ruin the environment, environmental dude. Like, he's, he's the most moral, wonderful human being on the planet. So, of course, he's not going to want to go there. But, of course, the rumors now, always rumors, allegedly, speculation, blah, 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 is that it's not even in WWE's hands anymore. They may be being told that you cannot go to Saudi Arabia. And, look, I think they should have pulled out on their own accord. But if they don't, at least, at least is the wrong word, because it makes it sound like I'm defending them. I'm absolutely not. But then there's no, there's no more worrying. There's no more bullshit. It's just sorted then. There can't be any worry about the stupid contract. It's just over. And apparently it's going to come out today. So actually, why I say that, I should really keep checking news sites in case we get some breaking news about the Saudi Arabia show. Uh, as far as I know, at the moment, there's been nothing. I'm sure you'll tell me in the comments, actually, if anything 
if anything happens. But yeah, it seems like at some point today we're going to find out whether W's going to Saudi Arabia. Again, if you'd like to know my opinion, I would say no, they shouldn't go. Some things are more important than money, right? Uh, easy for me to say, I'm sure, but that's just um, that's just how I feel about it. That is just how I feel about it. I don't think they should go. Given that it's a week Friday, probably need to sort that stuff out. Still, I still find it incredibly controversial that we have an all-women's pay-per-view on Sunday and then five days later is that. What a crazy time it is to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> it's just it's just absolutely nuts. Um, and we'll also mention that yeah, Rusev beat Aiden English in two minutes, and I think that feud is done. Sometimes I wonder. Also, I made a list, but I forgot to open it up. But let me see how my brain works. Uh, Nakamura, not on SmackDown. That sucks. That US Championship is in the toilet. I don't understand why this has happened. Ty Dillinger vanished. Sanity. I mean, where the hell are they? Bobby Roode wasn't on. Chad Gable wasn't on. So I'm loading up my list because I'm not going to remember them all. Um, Samoa Joe, nowhere to be seen. Jinder Mahal's vanished. Tyler Breeze, he's coming, he's coming and going. The Ascension. Where all these people disappear to? I wouldn't mind if they weren't sort of involved in things, but we you don't get explanations. Like Samoa Joe kind of makes sense. He hurt his knee and he's mad about AJ Styles. Maybe he's going to pop up and, you know, get involved in the AJ Styles-Daniel Bryan match and then you can go to a three-way. That's great. But I do think it's a bit strange that these things just come and go uh, on a whim. And I get it. It's almost like a nice problem to have. It's because the roster is so deep. But the fact we have five hours of what we'll call mainstream television each week, we can't get everybody on to the point sometimes stories just get dropped. Much like Elias and Apollo Crews, right? That was going to be a feud. Then someone had a better idea. Bye, Elias. <laughs> bye, Elias. Bye, Apollo Crews. Elias is a face now as well. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me. Face turns and heel turns in WWE now. Just have it like this. They're done now. They're a face, accept it, but I'm not going to get worried. I, I don't get too worried about stuff like that. If I did, I, I'd, drive myself, um, I'd drive myself crazy. Uh, so I think that's pretty much everything that's gone on this week. Obviously, Roman Reigns was the big news, uh, and I think we've, we've tapped into that as much as, much as we could. Uh, if there is anything else, please let me know in the comments, because now we are going into the comments and question bit, uh, which we do at the second half of the podcast every week. Again, I'm just loading up. Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast Facebook group, which you can go and join now. Just give it a like, and I always ask for questions in there. But we'll also ask some questions uh, in the YouTube chat as well. It can be completely transparent. I know there's a super chat function in the live chat. If you do that one, I'll absolutely answer your question. Of course I will. That would be make me the worst man ever if I didn't. Don't have to. Just throwing it out there. Um... But we let's just let's just get on with it. You can ask anything you want, as long as it's wrestling related. Obviously, sometimes people throw curveballs in there. I'm like, well, I can answer that. It's probably not the best place to do it. Uh, Taylor Vine, thoughts on what WWE will uh, start again. Thoughts on what WWE will do with Roman when he recovers. Well, it's one of those things where uh, I don't mean to uh, make your question sound lightweight or anything like that. I don't actually think it matters because if Roman Reigns, fingers crossed, does get to the point where he's able to come back to WWE. Do whatever the hell you want with him, and I won't even care because I'll just be so happy that he got through this. And that's kind of my thing with wrestling at the moment. I treat it like this anyway, but doubly so now. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it as much as I can. I'll, I'll critique it, and I'll have silly little things that wind me up, but overall, in terms of my genuine demeanor, I'm going to try and enjoy it twice as much. Um... As I, yeah, as, as I did previously, because when these things come along, I think it makes you realize it is there for entertainment and we should just enjoy it. If he does come back, you know, you should make him the biggest baby face in the world. And the irony being is this time, of course, it would work because everybody would just be so happy to see him back. But for now, um, 
yeah, for, for now, just fingers crossed, and and uh, and and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just caught a, a bizarre question in the comments. Heath B, Simon, me and my girlfriend want you to play at our wedding. Play what? <laughs> I mean, I do play an instrument. Do you want me to come in my metal band and play? I'll come. I'll do it. Uh, Ross Chaplin, is it bad that my legit first thought was Vince McMahon will do anything to get Roman cheered? Am I a bad person for thinking this for about 10 seconds before realizing Joe had this terrible disease? Um, not really. Uh, I think a lot of people have said that. Uh, I think as long as the other part of your brain kicks into gear and says that not even WWE would do this, because they wouldn't. I mean, there's certain uh, you know critiques you could throw at WWE, but they wouldn't do that. They just wouldn't. Even if you want to take it from the business perspective, it would ruin their entire operation. But no, I don't think so. Um, I didn't have that thought, just to be completely honest. But I know a lot of people did. It's not You're not the first person to say that. It's not the first comment I've seen saying that. Uh, I get it, right? Brains are funny things. Sometimes it's like, uh, is that, whose joke is that? There's a stand-up comedian um, that says, you know, sometimes you're standing on the on the train uh, on the train platform, and you see someone standing too close to the tracks, and for a split second, your brain goes, maybe you could just kick them off. <laughs> you don't do it, but you have these bizarre, fleeting thoughts. I think as long as you act on these things and you acknowledge that they're a bit silly, everything um, everything's going to be okay. Uh, Heath B said, yes, play the, play the instrument. That would be too sweet, brother. I can't play at your wedding. Email me. It's in my Twitter bio. Uh, <laughs> imagine we sort that out. I'll live stream it. Uh, Babak Kidney. What an amazing name. Seeing New Japan and Ring of Honor sending their condolences to Roman was heartwarming. Do you think WWE would have acted all the same if something like this happened to Kenny Omega? I, I don't want to get into much an, into a, into a, a war of, of words here. Because I think, I totally agree. I think the outpouring of love for Roman Reigns, it was on the BBC. I saw this in the Madison Square Garden did. San Francisco, uh, San Francisco 49ers said something else. A Canadian football team did. Loads of people. I thought it was wonderful. And again, this is my point. I think seeing the wrestling community coming together like this reminds you um, about why it can be so great sometimes to be a part of communities like this. I know a lot of times there's mob mentality, but we also go the other way as well. And I think that's the real... Uh, that's the real beauty sometimes of being involved in what we'll call a niche. Uh, but yes, I do think they would. I do think they would. At the end of the day, nothing is more important than somebody's health. And that's true for wrestlers or football players or nurses or doctors or lawyers or people that make videos on the internet. And somebody who has um, you know, a name and a following and a star power as Kenny Omega does, if he had come out and done the same thing on a New Japan show, I ultimately believe that everybody would have Yes, I, I do. I do. And that's the way I like to see the world. Uh, I've lost my question now. <laughs> Garth Jackson. What did you think of Bound for Glory? Specifically the wonderful over-the-top Ali versus Sue Young angle. Oh, man, that was when Rosemary came out at the end. A lot of, we'll call it the Lucha Underground influence, right? Or maybe the Broken Matt Hardy influence. I don't know which one came first. I don't mind stuff like that. I think it's sometimes a bit weird when you do this supernatural, weird stuff, whatever you want to call it, in the middle of a show where everything else is grounded. But that's what I love about pro wrestling. I actually have the exact opposite opinion of pro wrestling that Jim Cornette does. I think, and I respect him too, but I think that because pro wrestling isn't real, quote-unquote, go nuts. Do whatever you want. If you've got a crazy idea, do it. See what happens. I think that's the joy. I think that is 100% the joy of being involved in pro wrestling. It's really, there's no barrier. If everybody involved agrees, you can do whatever you want. It's up to you. Uh, I thought it was weird, though. I liked it, though. It made the show different. Um, and I, I'm all about different. Afonso Cumbria. Hi, Simon. Hope you're having a good day. What would be your reaction if Roman Reigns returned at number 30 in the Raw Rumble? Again, if Roman Reigns returns at any point, 
best thing ever. I think, we, especially at the moment when that information and that news is still fresh, best thing ever. Best thing ever. Uh, we'll answer one uh, from the comments on YouTube. I say, as now I look and I can't see one. Uh, Missy Tributes, can I come crash on your couch and watch wrestling with you for an entire week? I make a good coffee. That's not the kind of question I expected. You want to want to crash on my on my sofa, Missy. It's hard. It's a hard, cheap sofa. I need a better one. Uh, James Bromfeld. Firstly, loving your content as always, sir. Thank you, James. Uh, as horrible as what's going on with Roman, does this mean the door is open for guys like Balor to get more of a push? And if so, who would you want in that title picture? Obviously, it's not the way they would want it, but the product will continue. Well, that's a fair question. Um, I know what you're saying. Again, I think the big question is who's going to become the face of the company? And if you listen to Dave Meltzer on this week's Wrestling Observer Radio, I actually thought he summed up that conversation quite well because Vince McMahon has a type. And at the moment, you could argue that type doesn't really exist within WWE. And Drew McIntyre comes close. He's got the height. He's got the look. He's good in the ring. Uh, but it does change the landscape massively. I mean, what's been the big critique of everybody of WWE for the last five, four years, whatever it was? You know, Roman Reigns is pushed too much. Blah, 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 blah. He's not around now. So from a creative storyline point of view, yes, we have to reshuffle the deck. It could be Finn Balor. It could be someone like Adam Cole. It could be Drew McIntyre. Uh, Braun Strowman, I don't think so, just because I think he would do great, and I think he deserves to do great, and I think he's improved massively, but he doesn't feel like he fits that role, given what I, my own experience of WWE over the years is. I don't know, though. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think we're in a very interesting time for Raw at the moment. I think announcements like that only come along every every now and then. Obviously, we'd prefer it if they never happened, but they have. And now we just have to see what direction it goes. Maybe Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins, he's over. People love him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a crazy few weeks. Uh, Oscar Velardi. I hope I pronounced that right. Is there a move that you thought up of as a kid though it would be nearly impossible to actually do, and then you saw some version of it in a real show. For example, like Starship Pain, the Red Arrow, or the 054. I came up with the Pileplex when I was a child. You know, it makes sense what it is. It's a, uh, a suplex, you hold them up, and you drop them into a pile driver. I always thought that wasn't possible, because I thought you'd probably break somebody's neck. I've seen it on indie shows. You can see anything on indie shows. But yeah, I came up with the Pileplex. I don't believe anybody has ever called it a Pileplex, so maybe one day when my shoulder's better, I can do it in the ring. Pileplex. There you go. Uh, Mike Atkinson. Did you watch NWA 17? Did you like it? What are your views on Cody's future? And where do you stand on Aldis? Do you see him with WWE at any point as a main eventer there? I watched Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis because I love Cody Rhodes and I love Nick Aldis. He was very kind to me at All In, Nick Aldis. Also took the mick out of me on social media, which I always enjoy. I thought it was a great match. It kind of played off everything they did at All In. It was a two out of three falls. I wasn't massively surprised that Aldis won the belt back. I don't think Cody's going to be appearing in NWA too much as he's already got so many commitments. And it helped him a lot, right? It gave him a rob. People are now uh, talking about him on, you know, in, in platforms such as this. Apparently, there is some kind of controversy with Aldis and WWE. I don't know if it ties in. I don't want to speculate or commentate because I don't know. But I think if he does get the opportunity, he'd do great. Yeah, he's really, really good. But I haven't seen the rest of it. Um, I need to... Uh, will I watch it? I may watch it. Maybe. I'll think about it. Uh, Nick Palmer. I haven't watched Raw yet, so I don't know if this is playing out one way or another. But with Roman's sad news, do you think Drew could be pushed to the top babyface? Maybe. We kind of touched on it already. Uh, there's certainly... Yes, I mean, there's certainly uh, potential for Drew. I think he's one of the... If you really want to make up a list, I think Drew McIntyre is near the top of that list, if not at the top of it. 
but we will see. Uh, Ryan Evermy again, very nicely putting money into that super chat. Appreciate it. Velveteen Dream to win the 2019 Rumble. Look, when we, if you want to talk about the night, just a quickly, the Royal I don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble next year. I hear people saying Velveteen Dream, like my man Ryan. I hear people saying uh, Drew McIntyre, which I think is a good shout, especially if we are going to push him. I've seen Andrade Cien Almas. Um, who else? Someone else mentioned someone. I thought, yeah, I can see that happening. I guess Braun Strowman is a shout. I mean, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, if they're going to build to something at WrestleMania. I tell you, man, the Royal Rumble feels open this year. I don't know. I don't know. But Ryan, Ryan's going for Velveteen Dream. Maybe Velveteen Dream will get called up soon. Who knows? Uh, let's answer another question in the YouTube comments uh, as well. Um, I can't find a question now. Anton H, any chance we see progress or evolve titles defended in NXT? Well, if they're about to release these new tiers for the WWE Network where you can get $15 and get the kind of the progress and stuff, potentially yes, because they're going to want to have that cross-promotion. So yes, <laughs> I would say. Um, where are we? Uh, I've lost it. Tristan Dan Whitcomb, after the announcement of Raw from Roman, how do you feel about it and what do you think will happen to the Universal title picture up to WrestleMania? I think we kind of touched on all of that. I imagine Roman and Seth will get involved. Uh, Seth. Seth and Dean will get involved in it. Uh, but I also do think it's a crazy time right now. I think anything's up for grabs. Richard Ingman, after this week's news, is Braun Strowman becoming Universal Champion the only move that WWE have? He looks to have gone face, so who would his next feud would be? Maybe Lashley or McIntyre. Lashley's not a bad shout. He could absolutely do that. Uh, I think he has gone face. I think that's kind of, or, or Drew's gone face. One of them's gone face. Who knows anymore in WWE? Um, you asked something else that I wanted to to type. Uh, type. No, it's not the only move they have, though. I do think you could hold the belt up and do some kind of tournament. I'm not necessarily saying that would be good, but I think you could do it. So I think that, that that's on the table as well. But I think you know, let Braun beat Brock. That's going to give him a huge rub, and then. Give his time. 2018 was always going to be the year, I think, where Braun Strowman was likely going to win it. It sucks how we've got here, but, you know, we'll just do it. Christian Brown. Uh, I've got 999 blah, blah, blah wrestling questions. How many of them are you willing to answer? I'll do a couple, Christian. I know wrestling is fake, scripted, and staged, all in inverted commas, but I always get a little uncomfortable when the lines blur to a certain degree. What I'm getting at is, is Primate okay? All I say is Primate's always okay. Lovely guy. Two, I found out yesterday that Defiant and Progress apparently use a lot of the same talent, which I didn't know. What's another company besides WWE that you'd like to start that you'd like to see do a talent exchange with Defiant Wrestling? Ring of Honor, New Japan, Evolve. IPW, <laughs> we could go on for ages. Anyone, the amount of great talent out there at the moment is awesome. That's why that's why wrestling's great at the moment. There's so many good people. Um, and I'll, I'll answer one more. Uh, oh, there there are a lot. Where am I going to see? I will go for uh, this one. When are you going to apologize to Pac for blocking him on social media and telling him that he wasn't allowed to play video games or work out with you? I need more about that one, Christian. Reply to your own. I don't think I did block him. Let me, I don't know what that means. Reply to that, I'm confused. Uh, Francesco Bozo. Hi, Simon. Hope you're having a great day. Bray Wyatt said on Twitter, what would be the Joker without Batman in reference to Roman Reigns? And I thought, do you think that feud should have been longer and more intense since both had great chemistry and probably could have told a great story with a Batman-Joker relationship? All I know when it comes to those two is, you know the gif of Roman Reigns spearing whoever he spears as Bray Wyatt points his hand out? I think that sums up what we could have done with Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. I think it could have saved Bray Wyatt from disappearing off the face of the earth. I understand why he has. We need to rehab him. But yes, 
is my point. I'll just say, yes, <laughs> we, we could have done more. Uh, I need to line these up better. La, Lan, oh God, dude, I'm so sorry. Your name is too good. I can't pronounce it. I'm going to say Lanea DeBose. Any advice on how we can cope with the sad news about Roman? It's hit me harder than expected. Thanks for all your Miller's musings on mental health as well. well that's very kind. Uh, you can check all those out on my YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com forward to the Miller Report rules. Um, in terms of how to cope with it, I don't know if I'm necessarily the exact guy to talk about it. I just think, I think, uh, no, all I would say is this. I think, I, I do understand why it's impacted you like it has. And there's always, as I said earlier, there's always a disconnect when it's a celebrity, but they are in your life. Roman Reigns, you probably saw more than some of your friends because he's on Raw every single week. I think the only thing we can do in these kind of situations is use it to look a bit internally Maybe make some changes on our own for the better, for the more positive. And again, remember, as cheesy and as stupid as it sounds, live every day to the fullest. Uh, be smart, be balanced. But, you know, just try and do something a little nice or a little positive every day. And that way, what's happening with Roman Reigns, again, fingers crossed that he gets better. But, you know, if he has a positive impact in that sense, I imagine that would mean the world, the, the world to him as well. I don't know, though. This is me just pulling stuff out. Uh, Ryan McCulloch. G'day, Simon. Almost did that in an Australian accent, but I won't. I know you're the prince of positivity, but who is the absolute worst wrestler you've ever seen? I'm not going to answer that. I know I'm not at the moment. I'm inactive. But as a professional wrestler, I would never sit here and shit on other professional wrestlers. I wouldn't like it if someone did it to me. I, I am. There you go. I'm the worst wrestler I've ever seen. Uh, also, not wrestling related, but I absolutely love a day in the lifestyle vlog on what your day looks like. Thank you for being a massive inspiration to everyone. Here's wishing the speediest of speedy recoveries, my man. What a lovely message, Ryan. Thank you very much. I'll look into that vlog. I'd need to get some uh, examples from other people. But sure. But sure. I I'll see what I can do. And there's vlogs up on the channel as well you can go check out. Uh, Kevin Shirley. Hey, Simon. There's been a lot of speculation about where the Bullet Club are going once their contracts expire at the end of next year, and I just cooked up a theory. Right, here we go. Kevin's theory. What if they don't go to WWE, but they also don't sign full-time contracts with any other promotions? With their own indie show, All In being such a success, I wonder if these guys will try and test their limits as free agents, producing their own shows and maybe building their own promotion someday. Did this sound possible to you, or is it just a crazy pipe dream? Also, I hope you have a speedy recovery from injury, and I also hope a quick recovery from Roman Reigns. Look, given all the rumours with Chris Jericho and some big backer and Jim Ross that came out last week, or last, this week, whenever it was, I don't think that's out of the realms of possibility. I don't know how that would work. I think it's certainly a risk. But if you look at where Ring of Honor and New Japan currently are, which are the two companies I always go to, there's certainly room for a quote-unquote impact as well. But there's certainly room for another, another one to come in and try and segue this empty space between where those guys are and where WWE are. And if anyone's going to be doing it, it's Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Marty Scurll, and all those guys. So yes, I think we could do it. Is there any validity, validity, uh, validity in the Jim Ross, Jer Jericho thing? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I really don't know. But I do think that is a direction they could go in. And if they do, I think it would be wonderful for wrestling fans. And it would make wrestling really exciting because you want to see what they're going to bring to the table. So I hope they do it. I think it's a better option than going to WWE, but you don't know. You never know. Thomas Staples, my man. Hi, Simon. Some wrestling moves look like they suck to take, but are actually much safer to take than they appear, e.g. the V-trigger. Others are riskier to take. Jericho said he would never take the one-winged angel again. Are there any moves you'd be hesitant to take in the ring or any wrestler you'd be worried to be booked against? Um... I mean, anything high risk I'd be scared to take at first, but I think it depends on who I was in the ring with. If I was in the ring with Rampage, 
I would trust him with my life. I mean, I really, really would. He's so good at what. If you ever seen Rampage live, you can you know how good he is. So I think in that sense that I would. I mean, a part talking of Rampage, a pile drive. I've never taken one of them, but that would scare me just because of the stories that we've seen. But no, I think it's not really the moves. It's the, the person you're in, you're in the ring with. Um, I, I never really want to be smashed over the head with a light. What are they called? Light, not light bulb, light tube. I don't want to do anything like that. Not massively into thumbtacks. <laughs> but we'll see, right? I say this now. I also said I'd never be hit with a steel chair. I mean, that was a lie. I made that one up. I said that to someone because I'm an idiot. So, um, yeah, but we'll see. I'd never say never. Classic wrestling, right? Uh, Tor Gregory has been very nice and donated to the Super Chat. Thank you so much. How do you feel about the timing of Dean's turn given Roman's news? Uh, Tor, I'm going to guess that you've come a little bit late to the live stream, but that's all right. I can catch you up. Uh, my, my feelings were basically that I'm not Roman Reigns. I'm not Dean Ambrose. I'm not Seth Rollins. And I feel as if it'd be really unfair of me to criticize a heel term when I don't know what Roman Reigns' opinions of it are. If Roman Reigns doesn't have a problem with it, I can't have a problem with it. I just can't because it's up to Roman Reigns. But with that said, I do completely understand on the other side of the fence why people feel like it's a bit distasteful. Of course I do. Of course, I absolutely understand both sides. I'm just sitting somewhere... Somewhere in the middle. Uh, what I would say, Tor, is make sure that you go back either through the podcast version or through this live stream, which for some reason has started skipping around the place. Sorry about that. I don't know why it's doing that. I'm supposed to have good internet. Clearly not. Uh, we do go into that a bit more. But yes, my, my feelings are very politician, unfortunately. I understand why people don't like it, but personally can't criticize it too much because if Roman Reigns gave two thumbs up to it, who am I to, again, criticize Roman Reigns' decision? It's a tough one, though. My word, is it tough. Jamie Collier, do you think the Universal title is actually really cursed? <laughs> Only Brock has been able to hold it without getting injured squashed, to my knowledge. Sorry, best I can come up with. Mainly wanted to say love you all you do and hope you get back to the grap soon. Look, man, you're not wrong. Let's go through it, right? Finn Balor got injured. Who took it off Finn Balor? Oh, I'm going to have to get it up. I, 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 know, I know this, but, you know, I've got a camera in my face. So I'm not thinking. Um... WWE Universal Championship, just give me a list. Right, Finn Balor got injured, vacated. Kevin Owens, of course, duh, got squashed by Goldberg. Goldberg then went into Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar to Roman Reigns. I don't want to say it's cursed, I don't believe in that stuff, but I think right now the lineage is sad. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. Lindsay Clark, I'm going to Evolution on Sunday, that is cool. Let me know how you get on. Wearing a Beth Phoenix shirt, I only wish she'd have a match. She's on commentary, right? So she's still there, which is kind of cool. Maybe with Natalia. Brie versus Liv could have been a great story too, especially with heel Brie Bella. That's true. They should have done that. Why didn't they do Brie Bella versus Liv Morgan? That's more interesting than the sixth way, the sixth tag. That's like the match I'm least excited about. You're right, Lindsay. The Battle Royale seems like lazy writing to me. What do you think? I agree with you. Uh, I, th I said this on SmackDown Ups and Downs today. I think we mentioned it earlier. I get it. It's, it's designed to get people on the show, but it's not the most exciting thing in the world. I don't like it massively. Uh, are you able to go to the gym at the moment? I could have sworn you said you couldn't go while you wait for surgery. My husband insisting you've put on more muscle lately. <laughs> well, thank you, Lindsay. And thank you to Mr. Clark, I'm going to assume, because that's your last name. Um, no, I haven't been, <laughs> haven't been able to go to the gym. I do legs, but it's not proper legs, so I can't have to protect my shoulder so much. But you've made my day, so thank you so much. I think I've just been eating a lot, so I just put on fat. <laughs> Bryn Taylor, the Ambrose heel turn absolutely shocked me, even though it's been the most anticipated and predictable heel turn in recent times. So well done, WWE. There you go. 
Brain doesn't mind. My question is, why is Renna Young so damn quiet on commentary when her husband was turning on his best friend? That is a very good point, my friend. <laughs> I guess because she's she's between a rock and a hard place, right? She doesn't have a choice. That's good. That's I hadn't picked up on that. And yeah, and also that's a good point. Maybe in the story, she's not actually Mrs. Ambrose, although she is because she's admitted it. Don't worry about it. Classic. Um Brian Thurman, what is your favorite, least favorite use of a weapon in WWE? I love the kendo sticks due to the fact they can be swung full speed and look brutal. I also love Triple H, but I absolutely hate every time the sledgehammer comes out. There's no way to make a strike with the weapon feeling realistic without actually risking severe injury to the other wrestler, of course. Because you do that, right? That's how you'd swing a sledgehammer, but they don't. They put their arm on the end. Uh, Steel chairs, always good. Not to the head. Kendo sticks is good. Tables make a good noise when they break. Um, least favorite, yeah, sledgehammer. Don't like barbed wire bats. They freak me out too much. I don't like light tubes, thumbtacks. All the ones I mentioned earlier. I'm not. I'm not a fan of them. They're, they're too crazy. Josh Tucker, new pick for the Rumble. Now it looks like possibility Drew will be feuding with Strowman for the title already at that time. I'm gonna go. Seth Rollins wins the Rumble. Now I've been thinking about it. We touched on this earlier. I think Seth Rollins wins. Somehow Dean Ambrose gets Universal Championship. That's your Mania main event. That's what I'm going for. Uh, Robert Schmidl, uh, with all the non-promotion WWE has done and the controversy around Crown Jewel right after, on a scale of one to Shotmaster, how fucked is Evolution? I don't think it's fucked. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to look watching it. I think, I think it sold well. I think it will be all right. I do admit Raw and SmackDown let it down terribly. That sucked, but let's wait and see. But no, I think it will be okay. Uh, Syed Shah, based on the fact that Roman was the chosen one, who now becomes the flag bearer or controversy, do we not have one? Again, we don't know. I don't want to pick a name out. We're just, we're just not sure. We're not sure. Again, it is a crazy time for WWE. You know, I'm not trying to make comparisons here, and you don't need me to say this, but it's like it happening to Hulk Hogan or John Cena or Steve Austin or The Rock. You wouldn't have been able to believe it, and it's the same with Roman Reigns. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see... Uh... Uh, see what happens and Aiden O'Connell you have just got in there you literally just posted this but uh, you've got in the last second hey Simon I'm a big Tamina fan I think she's got so much potential agree good luck with the surgery um I kind of think she's found her place I don't mind Tamina I don't think WWE has any major plans for her given that she lost on Raw or took the pin on Raw but who knows right got size the Nia Jax Tamina stuff is interesting we'll uh, we'll see what happens and we'll do one more uh, from the YouTube comments if I can find one uh, this one makes sense. Bush and Rio Cat. Is this going to be a new thing, Simon, live recording the podcast? Yes, it is. Every Wednesday here on my YouTube channel, which you are now. And if you're not, just type in youtube.com for some minute report rules. I can't promise you a time because I like to stay busy. So sometimes my days are nuts. But every Wednesday, be it here. Two o'clock is going to be my aim most weeks. I just think it's a nice time to do it. Uh, but yeah, every Wednesday you can come along. You can catch up in the archive. Obviously, you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud. Still not on Spotify. Trying my best. Um, it's on all podcasting apps by about two. And again, you can watch it on YouTube as well. But yes, every week over here on my YouTube channel. And go subscribe anyway. There's loads of stuff out there. Unlike any other YouTuber, my YouTube channel is like someone threw up on it. <laughs> it's just crazy stuff. Uh, crazy stuff everywhere. Right, we're coming up to an hour. Thank you so much for everyone that joined me in the comments. Thank you for so much, everybody listening at home. I really do appreciate it. Uh, again, go check out all my stuff on What Culture, of course. Come follow me on Twitter at Simon316. Come follow me on Instagram at Simon316. Thank you to everyone that donated through the Super Chat. It means the world to me. All of that money goes straight back into my personal projects, as does everything at patreon.com forward slash Simon316. If you can give me a dollar, that would absolutely rock. 
Um, I think that's everything. Uh, the Facebook group, Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can go sign up to that and just have chats with other like-minded wrestling fans. A really good group, really good vibe. I think that's that. That's done. Uh, I also do a weekly gaming podcast called The Week in Gaming. You can check out. It hasn't gone out this week. We're doing it tomorrow because sometimes life uh, life gets in the way. Um, but yeah. But yeah, just thanks. I love this. I love doing it live. We get really good feedback. There's loads of people here. Hopefully, we can keep growing it and keep smashing it as well. Again, don't forget there'll be a second episode of Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, not live, where I do get a Patreon on just to chat about the world of wrestling. I imagine it'll be Roman Reigns focused again because uh, how hooden it. The Rob, you owe me a Patreon message, Simon. <laughs> right, I do. I replied to that today. I promise. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Try Monster also said, Dollar, you're English, mate. Yeah, but Patreon takes dollars. That's the, I don't control that. I don't control what currency they use. They use dollars. Hence, you can only give me a dollar. You can't physically give me a pound. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I will ramble just for a little bit longer because the way that streams work is I'll say goodbye. I'll hit stop. But because it's like a minute behind, it just keeps going. So I'm going to say bye there. Thanks very much for watching or listening, I should have said. Hey.